What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. And uh, today we got Justin Oglesby with us just north of Jacksonville in Florida. So thanks. Thanks for being here, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Nate. Uh, first off, I want to just thank you for your service. Um, I really appreciate everything that, you know, all the sacrifices that you've made. So thank you. Oh, thank, uh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, well, I know you've listened to a few episodes, so you might know what's coming here. But but first question I like to ask the guest because I always get a different answer is championship leadership's the name of the podcast. What comes to mind for you or what does that mean to you when you hear championship leadership? What a great question. I don't, I mean, I don't think of another, I can't think of another thought provoking question like that, but uh, the thing that I think about um, in our company, we, um, one of our core values is professionalism. And one thing that we kind of harp on is to be a professional in every single aspect of your business, whatever your role is with the company. Um, we have about uh, 10 or 11 employees right now. So, you know, kind of managing different people in different roles. But the whole theme throughout the entire company is to be professional at whatever you are doing at any given part or any given you know, time. So we feel like, you know, being a professional is very similar to, you know, being a champion you know, that championship type leadership style. Uh, my business partner, Zach Williams and myself, we both hold ourselves to a very high standard in professionalism um, and also in leadership. So we are, we feel very, you know, clear on, you know, the path that we are going and it's our job to make sure that everyone else is clear on that path as well. So that's kind of like the thing that comes to my mind when I think about, you know, championship leadership. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, are you familiar with this book at all? The War of Art? The War of Art. I haven't read that one. I've been like okay. super into like you know business books, but um, Stephen Pressfield. Um, he's written a, a number of books. Gates of Fire is another one. Baker Baker Vance, and then uh, this was his first, essentially professional development book. But it's one that I've been reading for for years. But I I only ask because I'm digging into this with some coaching clients, and also actually essentially the book is all about resistance and and turning pro and being a professional and how professionals don't allow resistance to get in the way. And, and uh, I just made a post about it literally 
um, 15 minutes before this uh, about really? professionalism. So that's what, what brought us to mind. So I'd, I'd check it out. And it's a super easy, fast read. Um, so, yeah. But it's yeah, I'll definitely pick that up. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's uh, let's hear a little bit more about you and uh, what you guys are up to, what, you, what you're doing, kind of the path that got you to where you are today. And uh, tell us a little bit more about your company as well, if you would. Yeah. So I think let's just start personally and then we'll go into professionally. Right. So personally, um, you probably have not heard this much, but I used to rodeo and ride bulls uh, when I was younger (laughs) through uh, middle school, through high school, a little bit through college. I was uh, I guess you can call it semi-professional. Um, yeah. at one time I had a, a sponsor who would, you know, pay my way and I would pay him a percentage of the winnings and it was kind of cool. Um, somewhere along the line, um, I got hospitalized and a, a buddy of mine was in a, a really, really bad accident and got paralyzed from the neck down. Um, around that same time I was hospitalized for about 30 days. And in, in that time frame, I quickly realized how fragile life is and how much we all take everything for granted. Like the, like day, like 27, 28 to discharge you from the hospital, you have to walk up and down the hallway to, to make sure you can kind of get around. And I don't like, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm like 5'10 and 170 pounds. I was down like 30 pounds from where I'm at now, wow. which was like literally skin and bones. You could see yeah. my ribs. You could see my, uh, my spine. So I was walking and I had to walk with, cause it just, everything was atrophied. And I didn't have the, the lung capacity to be able to walk around. So I had to walk around in, a, in a, um, a walker and I was walking up and down the walker in, you know, up and down the hallway. And there was people like zooming past me on their cell phones, just like totally not paying attention, just like distracted by life. And I remember in that moment thinking, you guys don't understand how fragile life is and everything that you're taking for granted. Yeah, right. And that kind of sparked something in me. When like a couple of years later, when we, I was eventually starting, you know, one of my first businesses and that's kind of stayed with me ever since. Right. So that's, you know, when people talk about like reaching your low point and helps you get to the to high point and helps you just keep moving. That's kind of that for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Was that from bull riding? Um, so the hospitalization was not from bull riding. I was still riding bulls. I actually went over to a mission trip, um, in India, got super sick. I was able to get back to the States. Like I was like running a high fever. I didn't say anything to anybody. I was like, (laughs) I'm getting back to the States. So I brought to the States. So this was, yeah. So this was like, oh gosh, a handful of years ago. This was like when Ebola was a big thing. Right. Okay. okay. And so I went to the emergency room. They were like, Hey, you know, you probably have some kind of exotic disease. Take these pills, take these nausea pills. If you, if you, you know, still are sick, come back to us. That means something's really wrong. So I felt good. And then after a couple of hours, like the next day felt good after a couple of hours went by, I felt like something like stabbing me in my stomach. And then went back to the hospital. I was in ICU for three days. Um, I was septic. They didn't know what was going on. Or the, all they heard was, you know, like you went to India, you came back and they were searching for these like all disotic diseases. They brought in like a disease specialist into the hospital. Wow. And long story short, after about seven days, they figured out that my appendix had ruptured and they just didn't see it. And so like by the 17th day, they were, they had like drains coming, like tubes coming out of like both sides of my, 
abdominal cavity draining like infection coming out. And it was just this big thing that could have been really quickly figured out, like, you know, from like a 3D scan is, is how they found it. One doctor came in and he's like, what is going on? So he did like a 3D scan and he found it. Apparently, like my appendix had like flipped over oh. on side of my one of my other organs. So, yeah, that's that story. OK, yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So, then, yeah, um, so, yeah, so you so you uh, have the realization that, you know, man, life is fragile. It's, it's short, not a lot of guarantees. And uh, so, yeah, how does that thrust you forward into what you're doing today? Yeah. So that's the personal side. So starting the professional side, um, I thought, you know, my young professional career, I was like, you know what, I got my, my undergraduate degree. I need to go get my master's so I can do something with my life, you know, uh, like most other people think yeah. and went and got my master's and was just kind of at this job and really didn't feel like I was fulfilled. I didn't feel like the, uh, the corporate, you know, America was kind of right for me. I always wanted to do my own thing. And then going through the master's program really taught me like how to run a business. And so I used to rodeo on Red Bulls and I started a hat and a t-shirt company. I started doing my own marketing and advertising. Eventually, uh, through a lot of relationships that I had in my local church network, um, business owners, they started, you know, seeing that I was doing this stuff. I was like, hey, I need somebody to run my, you know, social media ads and do marketing for me and, you know, help me bring in more customers. So I started doing that. Um, and one of the first clients paid me $500 a month. And I was like, Hey man, I'm going to be rich. I could just get like five of these dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how that started. Um, that quickly was, you know, that was, a um, a part-time gig and kind of like a, a side hustle quickly become into like a full-time hustle, um, left my full-time job, started doing that full-time. And then somewhere along the way, we started noticing a lot of our clients, um, the, the lead generation is not hard, dirty little secret. If you kind of know what you're doing, a lot of our clients were good at what they did on the fulfillment end. They just mm -hmm. didn't know how to generate leads and turn those leads into appointments and having meaningful conversations so that it can close more deals. Right. So me and my business partner quickly realized that. And so now what we're doing um, over at Conversionly is we are helping service-based businesses who don't have a consistent way to generate appointments, wake up to a full calendar each and every single day. And so what type of clients do you have? A handful of clients, like marketing agency, roofing companies, insurance agents, yeah. uh, mattress stores, chiropractors, dentists, really anyone who's a service-based business yep. that needs lead generation and needs people to speak to. Got it, man. Awesome. And how long, uh, how long do you, uh, conversionally, is that right? Conversionally, yes. Conversionally. Yeah, yeah. How long is that? How long have you guys been? Uh, so Conversionly has been around for about three years. Um, we started the marketing agency um, about five or seven, six years ago. Six years ago. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Is you always, have you always been in Florida? I have always been in Florida. Duval till I die. Duval County, Jackson, Florida. All right. Oh, I love it. What, um, who are some of the championship leaders that you've had in, in your life that have impacted you and, and really like, you know, what are some of the characteristics that stand out the most? Uh, championship leaders. Um, I feel like, uh, like my faith is really strong. Um, so a lot of the leaders that I looked, look up to um, my pastor, a lot of guys who are on the mission field, um, a lot of businessmen. Um, I have a couple of close business uh, men in that have kind of been through growing and scaling the company have, 
kind of gone down that path and then has lost everything and kind of building that back up. So just Mm -hmm. to see their experience and kind of hear it from their eyes. Um, And my number one leader of all time is John Wayne. (laughs) I love Western movies. I love cowboy (laughs) movies. So John Wayne is the man. (laughs) What's uh, what's your favorite John Wayne movie? The Cowboys. That's easy. Cowboys. Okay. Cowboys. You know, I watched a lot of John Wayne movies as a kid, like growing up and I haven't, I, I have not since, but, uh, but yeah, I used to watch them all the time on, uh, whatever channel it was that, that was running those, those shows at the time. But, uh, John Wayne, how can you not like John Wayne? Yeah. How can awesome. you not? I like it. I got a picture. I know you can't see it, but I got a picture of John Wayne hanging up on my wall. Okay. I love it. I love it. The Duke, right? The Duke. The Duke is, that is the Duke. Yeah. Yeah. Where's, where's that come from? By the way, the Duke. You that's know? a great question. I think he's just a stud and that's, that's a stud nickname, you know, that's just, right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, awesome, man. Yeah. It's, uh, we all need those, those coaches, leaders, mentors in our life, um, to help us, you know, to be able to learn from. And to, like you said, you know, the one that, that had it all lost it all and built it back up. Like, I mean, we all, we all lose it all to, to some degree, some, greater than others. And, and so it's important to have those people around you to, to give you maybe the certainty that, Hey, like I can get through this, not alone. And also hopefully dig out of it a little quicker than you would without anyone else in your life. Do you have, do you have anyone in in your life that you kind of play that role to yourself? We have a handful. So a lot of our clients are in places that we have been in the past and we are literally what I, the way that I like to explain it is they're in a certain position. They want to be in another position and we have kind of been there and we know the keys to success and we kind of like they're on one end of the rope. We're on the other end of the rope and we're kind of pulling them faster down that path than they would be if they were doing it themselves. So a lot of our clients were, I mean, um, I would like to say a lot of our clients were helping them, you know, being leaders for them. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, great businesses like yourself that that truly do care about the clients uh, just naturally take that role. So that's awesome to hear. What, uh, what's, what's the vision for you guys? What's the vision for you for Convergently? Um, even like near, near, near future, right? I think championship leaders have incredible vision. They have courage to take action on that vision. What, uh, what's the vision for you guys? What do you guys want to do? What's the impact you want to make? Yeah. So currently our vision, well, let me back up. This is like what we're currently doing, where we're at um, right now. And then I'll kind of go into like where we're going to the future. So right now, really what we help our clients do is we have like a three-step framework from taking people who don't have enough people to talk to, to going and having a packed calendar, right? There's three steps. First step is lead generation, right? We are going to help our clients automate their prospecting, dial in your paid media, that's the first step because that's the that's the key. You got to have people coming into the pipeline to be able to fill the pipeline. Now, what a lot of clients face with, you know, they may have their lead generation figured out, but they just don't know the strategies, the tactics and the best practices to turn them into appointments to have a meaningful conversation. So we have what we call our lead to close system. That's the second step. That's a series of steps that are proven to maximize lead to appointment conversion rate. Really, essentially, what we're going to do is optimize the pipeline, turn as many of those leads into appointments as possible. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the second step. The third step is eventually um, as you start to grow your business, you want to delegate it out to other people. Right. You don't want to do you don't want to essentially be doing the grunt work forever. 
right? Yeah. So what we help our clients do is whenever they're ready, we give them what we call our fully trained appointment setter to ensure that the, you know, the people in their pipeline are going through the pipeline, moving fast and to the next step so that their calendar stays consistently packed. So that appointment setter is someone that you know, we have sourced and you know, down in Mexico, Colombia, Costa Rica, you know, you're paying them you know, pennies on the dollar. And those people are trained by us. We literally hand them over to our clients. They are 100% their employee and they're working inside of their business following up with people, you know, calling, you know, as soon as they come in, making sure they're doing all the follow-ups to turn those leads into appointments. Right. Yeah. So that's where we're currently at. Um, eventually, well, I don't know why I said eventually um, here in the next six months, we are building a uh, software company, a SaaS. Okay. So what that SaaS is going to be around is optimizing even further that lead to appointment conversion rate. Okay. It's essentially going to be like an automation software where you know, we're gonna use Google AI um, and what we're going to do is when someone comes in, there's gonna be like artificial intelligence learning the conversations. Now there's still gonna be the human element to it because that's super important, but the artificial intelligence is really gonna pick up the efficiency. So as you put in more people on top of the pipeline, it can continue yeah. to spit out more appointments. Okay, okay. So we're yeah, really excited awesome. about that. that. Yeah, what's that like taking on, uh, have you ever done something like that? No, uh, this is the first time. Um, I would not be in the position that I am at today if it wasn't for my business partner, Zach Williams. Um, yeah. He is, so I'm more of like the sales and the marketing front end guy. And he's more of like the, the back end systems tech guy, right? And yeah. he loves that stuff, yeah. right? So he is really the one heading that up. And we're kind of both getting on, you know, meetings together, making sure it's going where it's supposed yeah. to. But um, his background is in, you know, software engineering and cool. um, data management and stuff like that. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, you know, I know it's not, not uh, it's a big undertaking. So it's, that's cool that you guys are taking that on. I love it. And being really, you know, a, a leader in your industry too, right? Because you'd be able to, to, will that software be something just that you'll use for your clients? Or is it um, ultimately something that you'd like to, to really spread out? Yeah. So their goal is, you know, we have about you know, 400, 500 clients at the moment. Uh, the goal is, you know, obviously that's a huge base to be able to like the, the launch of the, the software. Obviously those clients will be our customers or clients, mm -hmm. hopefully. Um, and then we'll eventually open that up to m like more than just our clients. Right. Yeah, so yeah, people outside of the organization. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, cool. Very cool. Let's, uh, let's switch gears. It's one of my favorite questions definitely to ask. Um, and maybe you've already mentioned it. I'm sure there's other moments. So a critical moment in your life, kind of like that defining turning point. Uh, I call it the fork in the road where, you know, you're trying to figure out which way to go. And a lot of people, especially in the last year, year and a half, difficult times, challenging times, um, that they've probably had many of these moments where, Maybe it's your gut telling you the one way to go and and uh, you kind of feel pulled by others or maybe the safe route is to go the other direction and, and just it's it's uh, how we decide in those moments. Like Tony Robbins says, I think uh, definitely truly defines or your destiny, right? So um, is there a moment or two that you can think of where obviously you made the decision that you did, which has you where you are today, but, but uh, that you could tell the listeners about and so that they can learn from how you chose in those moments? Yeah, I think um, 
foundationally, it kind of goes back to that moment that I had in, in the hospital where, you know, I didn't know if I was going to live or if I was going to die. I didn't know if they were going to figure out what was wrong with me or if I was going to deteriorate on that hospital bed, yeah. you know, getting out of that hospital bed and kind of knowing that I was going to be okay, but just like going through all the struggles of just, you know, everything you're taking for granted. Like, I don't like, I'm, I grew up in the South. I love John Wayne, like, you know, kind of like that tough guy mentality. Um, you never really cry. You rolled bowls for crying out loud. But yeah, right. Exactly. So never really show emotion much, but dude, just laying in a hospital bed for 30 days straight, watching the same old Marvel movies come on AMC every single day and just watching the sun rise, watching the sunset, watching the sunrise, watching the sunset, and you're just sitting there and you can't really do anything and you're helpless really. That was a really defining moment for me. Um, and then just like walking up and down in that walker, like really kind of fighting for every breath because I hadn't like, stood up in like 20 yeah. something days. Yeah. Um, really kind of showed me, like I said, how fragile life is and how much we take for granted. Yeah. Right. You know, instead of, you know, coming home and which, which is nothing wrong with this, but like coming home and watching Netflix for five hours and then going to sleep, that's that you could be doing so much with that time. And one thing that I, I really realized and in, in that situation that I was in is time's going to pass regardless. Mm -hmm. What you do with that time that passes is going to determine where you're at in however many years from now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Your life right now is an accumulation of the any bitty little miniature decisions that you have made over the past 30 days, over the past six weeks, over the past handful of years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And moving forward, if you realize that every every single decision that you make, you're always either on the slide edge up or the slide edge down. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So that realization is really, I think, what has allowed me to be blessed to be successful yeah 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 thank you i that's a good uh distinction to make for sure and i'm sure there's there's many people that come come out of those similar experiences whatever it might be you know being in a hospital being laid up and and uh and feeling defeated and, and they don't take that and use that to drive them unfortunately right so fortunately mm -hmm. for you you did and you can share that message with everyone else as well um as we start to wrap this up, what is like if there were one or two things you could give to the listeners that if they were to implement today would help move their life forward today, what would that be? 100%. So I always feel like your pipeline is the lifeblood of your business or, you know, we're, we're here talking about business, right? So the pipeline is the lifeblood of your business. And if you want to fill your pipeline, you got to have, you know, leads coming in, you have to optimize those leads and you have to turn those leads into a meaningful conversation so that you can help close deals, right? Yeah. So what I've done for your listeners is I've actually put together a cool little training. Um, it's at officialappointments.com. So official appointments with an S okay. com, And essentially in this training, uh, we, we're going to show you exactly how to build your own appointment booking machine, right? How to turn leads into appointments, how to generate your own leads, how that, you know, the transitions to managing your own pipeline and how to increase your conversion rates. So again, that's at official appointments.com. I think that that will essentially, we put that training together so that we can share with everyone what we are finding that is you know, generating the most success yeah. in the pipeline efficiency. I, pr I appreciate that. That's awesome. So we'll definitely get that 
tagged up for the listeners too, so they can easily access it. And uh, yeah, that's, that's incredible that you put that together. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much. What, what are a few ways that we can, um, they can follow you, the listeners and and see more about what you're going on, what media channels would be the best and, and all that. Yeah. So my top three, uh, Facebook, I really hang out there on a lot. Um, Instagram and LinkedIn, I think on each and every single one of those platforms, I am just J U S T Oglesby, O G L E S B as in boy Y. So just Oglesby on Facebook, on Instagram and on LinkedIn. Um, feel free to link up with me, you know, send over a request. And, uh, if you have any questions, I'm, I'm more than happy to answer those. Yeah. Awesome. We will get that linked up for sure and definitely go check out uh justin oglesby and convergently and uh i appreciate you being here thank you for taking some time out today it means a lot appreciate it thanks brother thanks nate in 05 and 06 i deployed to kuwait i used to wait every day for them to say nature going home i missed my life missed my wife 15 months she was all alone but when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of lick. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm going to be a leader. I'm a leader, white girls. I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. <laughs> if I said it, then I meant it. I probably already did it. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this. Championship Leadership Podcast. Hey, Bailey. Hey, baby.